The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm really thrilled today to have on one of my favorite guests, someone I've interviewed several times, who is just a powerhouse himself in terms of just amazing. My guest is John Gray. He is the leading relationship expert in the world. His relationship and health books have sold over 50 million copies in 50 different languages in 150 countries. His groundbreaking book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, is the best-selling nonfiction book of all time. John Gray is a gender expert, and together with Ajuna Ada, the awareness expert, they have co-authored Conscious Men, an insightful, humorous, and practical book that depicts and resolves the ways that men go through life. And in this new book, John will provide men with the tools that they need to look within to discover their purpose and their mission. And he's going to give us a practical roadmap today to support every man seeking to discover and live his unique calling. Welcome, John. Thank you, Patricia. It's such a pleasure. And uh, since we mentioned that book, uh, also every chapter is how women can support men, how women can bring out the best in men, and how women can get what they need from men. So it's also for women. Good. All right. Now, did I pronounce your co-author's name correctly? I'm not sure I did. No, it's Arjuna Alda, but it's hard to pronounce. <laughs> okay, Arjuna Alda. Okay, now I've got it. All right, so let's talk about this. You know, in, in so many of your other books, particularly Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Demons, you talk about the differences between men and women. So well, how does this work in this book? Because we have to know that, right, in order to really understand how men think. Exactly. Well, this book focuses on, you know, I wrote Men Are From Mars over 25 years ago, and there's a shift in men and a shift in women. As women are becoming more independent, their needs change in personal relationships. Likewise, when women's needs change, men's needs change. I mean, we're all interdependent. So when women no longer depend on men to be these financial providers, that lifts a huge load off of men, and uh, they suddenly they shift and they become more connected to what we might call his feeling side or his feminine side. And, you know, this is back in the 60s when it started. You know, men grew out their hair, they wear pink shirts, they protest for peace. You know, all of this shift as women are moving more into the corporate world, men are moving more into, well, I'm not going to slave my life away. I want to do what I want to do. So this is a balancing act that's taking place. And for men, often it results in a lack of mission, a lack of purpose, because in the past, that was defined by our fathers, defined by society. This is what you do. Now it's a choice. So this book helps men to recognize how to make the best choices, how to find your mission, how to find your motivation, how to get your energy up. 
but also how to make commitment to relationship, how to sustain a successful relationship, because mm-hmm. uh, men want that. You know, they want love well, more than any previous generation. Well, but let's go back for a minute, John, but what about the traditional marriage, you know, where the guy's the breadwinner, and he's got the lovely wife at home with the two or three children, and he's working all the time, and there, there isn't the connection because he's driven with his work, so it's the alpha male kind of situation. How do we understand his brain? Because he may not be as, as advanced as you're talking about. Well, this book is... is it's really not necessarily these conscious men are advanced. Uh, they actually are just facing new challenges. Mm. Uh, they have a greater potential. Uh, mm. Often the man who is becoming a workaholic, what's happened is he experiences a greater dissatisfaction in his relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he goes to his work in order to at least feel some satisfaction. You know, when a man is faced with a problem, uh, he wants to solve that problem that raises his testosterone and gives him a sense of aliveness. Uh, if he isn't solving problems, uh, then it, if he doesn't have healthy testosterone levels, uh, then he uh, feels a bit restless, a uh, little, little empty. Uh, he feels uh, bored. And so what this man you're describing is he's still a conscious man. He's more in touch with his feelings than ever. You see, when you connect with your feelings, then you feel dissatisfaction more if you're not getting what you need. And you have to realize, men before, when I was a little boy, I'm 64 now, when I was a boy, there was a huge pressure that one day I would have to make money and support a woman. That was my mission, and it was a huge pressure. But as soon as women in a culture, the culture is, you know, over 50% of families, uh, women are make more money than men. So the culture says men don't have to work as hard. In a sense, men are out of work. And, you know, we're not, ta- I'm not talking just about, you know, this new man, but even the more traditional 50s guy, uh, his wife's home making dinner and he's coming home from work. His wife is still living in a world which requires her to be much more independent. And the more independent women feel, the more dependent men become on outside support to feel good. See, it used to be man just was independent, mm. you know, I'm tough, I'm rough, I don't feel, yeah. I'll do what it takes, and then I relax and my wife loves me and that makes me feel loved. Yeah. That world has changed. It's gone. And, and so what's happened is when a man feels dissatisfied in his relationship, he's, it's really because his testosterone isn't high enough. Interesting. I mean, this John, is biological. I, it's interesting to me what you just said. I'm, I'm actually a little stunned that 50% of women make more money than men. 50%. I didn't know it was that high. Well, yeah. This, this is what I read in statistics and, and, wow. and the papers. Yeah. And this is all changing. You know, mm. And even when we talk about, you know, it's a political statement to say women make less for the same work for the same hours. Yeah, Actually, that's what we hear. That's, that's for, they're correcting that now. That's for married women. Mm. If you, married women with children make less... Now, clearly, there's, you know, there's huge disparity between how much men make and women make in terms of what jobs they pick. With pregnant mothers, mothers with children, they will, uh, if they're single, they will tend to pick the lowest paying jobs. So all the lowest paying jobs, definitely women uh, are, are the dominant population there. But when mm-hmm. it comes to single women without children, unmarried, compared to single men, unmarried, without children, women actually make more than men. So this Perfect. is all very so, interesting. The yeah, world is he, changing. He, he, I know Here's it is another shocking statistic for you. If, if you look at private colleges, 
two women to one man uh, graduates. And if you look at the all the colleges, almost two women to to one man graduates from college now. So here's my question. So what happens now? We have this independent woman, right? She's working, and let's say the man. As you described in the beginning, maybe more sensitive. He's not working. You know, it, it, it's a different. It was kind of the picture you painted at the very beginning of the interview of a lot of men today who have a, a different role. Is the woman still attracted to that man when you know it's no longer that kind of tough, rough, um, success Solid guy who's unshakable? Uh, mm. That's correct. Men lose interest in their wives, so there's, you know, there's a massive pornography industry online, mm. uh, and that's keeping men going, fulfilling their sexual needs when they're no longer interested in their wives, and their wives are not interested in them. Uh, this is a massive divorce thing going on in our wow. country, wow. And, and I've never counseled a couple that wanted mm. a divorce, and I've counseled hundreds and taught thousands who, where they had a great sex life. There's a few exceptions. Uh, only when one partner was really like crazy, which sometimes makes sex great, but makes the relate, you know, like I'm going to kill you afterwards kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> but that's a very rare exception. Couples Good. who break up, uh, they, they have lost that, that romantic attraction, mm-hmm. which we can call sexual attraction as well. And, and that goes. Now, nobody's going to say that's the only reason because what that's a sign of that's a sign the attraction is not there because when you feel attracted to someone, you tend to be much more accepting, much more forgiving, much more appreciative. Yes. Uh, literally, they've done st- tests on women when, you know, they're during the five days around ovulation, uh, they tend to see men as much more attractive, much more interesting, and they feel a greater appreciation for men at that time. And that's a hormonal shift that takes place. But when women are stressed, and this is what's happening in the world as our stress levels go up, uh, that attraction becomes easily diminished over time. There's an illusion in the beginning of a relationship uh, of, of greater than natural attraction because that's the romantic phase because the newness is there. There's newness which creates high dopamine, and dopamine is always at high levels, super high levels, almost cocaine levels when couples are you know, playful and giggly and falling in love and can't get enough of each other. There's an adjustment period where they're getting to know each other. And as you get to know someone, then your serotonin levels start to balance out the dopamine levels. But what's happening today is, is men, basically, and women, we have this high dopamine stimulation in society. Okay, It's, it's immediate gratification. It's high stimulation. It's sugar. It's iPads, it's porn, it's uh, internet. We get everything so quick. You know, you used to have to go to the library, look up stuff. Now you get instant gratification yeah. society. So, now we all love that, just like we love our sugar and our corn chips and chips and so forth. These things all stimulate higher than normal dopamine levels. And once that happens, the brain starts to change. And now we're dependent upon higher than dopamine levels in order to feel a sense of aliveness. All right, so, so John... So that's the passion in the beginning of a relationship. All right. But, but, here's, but having said everything you've said, then, you know, in, in your book, Conscious Men, because this is a lot, what do you, because of this changing world and they're so, it's so fast, what do you say to men? I mean, what can they do to bring some of this back, the love, the, you know, the, the, the feelings, the relationship? 
Well, we'll start with, I mean, that's the whole book is there, but I'll try to summarize some of the most important points, which yes. is, and women need to understand this stuff. Where's the I hope, I guess, is what I'm on. This is all about women and men, not just men. So right. what men have to recognize, and women have to know this too, is a man's primary source of happiness should never be a woman. A woman right. should not expect him to, that she is the primary source of happiness. He okay. basically has to have a job, has to have work, has to have a source of fulfillment through his friendships, through his work, and through his yeah. time for himself, his own personal growth or education or development. And women Those, too, right, John? Women too shouldn't the of man course, shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, we'll everything. get to women. Absolutely. This is the right. big problem is that when you feel empty inside yourself right. and you're not fulfilled within yourself, then you look to another person to become whole, to mm-hmm. feel filled up, so to speak. And for Mm -hmm. men who are not feeling happy in their lives, they go from one woman to another to another to get that dopamine hit of newness, of the chase, of romance, and how exciting it is. And then when the newness goes away, it's inevitable. The newness will go away, and now they don't have that automatic hit of dopamine. Let me give you an example of dopamine. One of the biggest dopamine producers is heroin. And heroin comes from the root hero. You take a drug to make you feel like a hero because in your own life, you don't feel like a hero. And the more you depend upon the drug to feel like a hero, the less life can ever make you feel like a hero. So actual drug addicts, after a while, they hate heroin, but they can't live without it just to feel normal, not to feel like a hero anymore, just to feel normal. They need the drug. Well, this is what's happening today. It's just on a lower scale. It's not as intense as heroin. But we get addicted to romance, that high hit of romance, of newness, of stimulation, of romance, of great sex, of intensity. Of, and what happens then is now the brain changes, and all these other conditions are changing it. And so we're dependent on the other person to make us happy, and we lose touch with the responsibility mm-hmm. and the awareness and the uh, accountability for I'm not happy. I need to do something that's not dependent on my partner in order to be happy. Now, for women, it's different, okay? For women, for men, it's his work has to be his primary source of happiness and his friendships. But for women, it's a different hormonal system that increases the dopamine for her. What she needs is during the first part of her menstrual cycle, this is for women who are still cycling, during the first part of her menstrual cycle, her hormones are completely different than in the second half. After ovulation, it's progesterone that lowers her stress, and on the way up, it's estrogen and the right balance with testosterone that lowers her stress. And so women are stressed so high today, and this is statistically true again, is the more uh, money a woman makes, the higher her stress level because money comes along with responsibility and leadership. And when you're in a leadership role, you make more testosterone, period. And when you're making decisions that affect others and yourself as opposed to following, you make more testosterone. Now, the implication here is not that women can't be leaders. It's just that they have a higher risk of being unhappy. So what they have to do is be conscious uh, what do they need to be happy? And they tend to complain about their husbands and look to him because he's mm-hmm. not, you know, making she, her happy John, when she needs you, to come back to herself. What about women, um, you know, over 50 who have been through menopause, who are starting businesses or who are divorced and starting a new life? Does all of this apply to them in terms of their levels? Well, what happens is after menopause, women's hormone production drops 
but it doesn't mean that she needs to take hormones. It's natural that when she's no longer having to make a, a, an egg every month to make a, mm-hmm. potentially make a baby, then her body doesn't need to make as many hormones. And the studies on this are showing that there still is a natural rhythm that goes, tends to go along with the moon. You know, the moon affects the tides the water, the flow, the magnetic field. So this is not airy-fairy stuff. It caused the moon's influence causes water to move in different ways. In a similar way, the moon's influence affects women's hormones. So during the if you can think of the time of ovulation would be the full moon and the time of new moon would be the time of the period. Then if you understand those natural hormonal balances But the bottom line here is that there's two hormones that lower stress for women. And one is called estrogen and the other is called progesterone. On the way towards the full moon, so to speak, or towards ovulation, the right balance of estrogen to testosterone is necessary. For the modern woman, her testosterone levels will tend to be way too high if she's independent, if she's in a leadership role, or if she's stressed. So she needs another hormone to lower the testosterone, and that's called oxytocin. So a lot of research now how oxytocin, it's a cuddling hormone, it's a romance hormone. It's mm-hmm. Most important is the communication hormone. When women feel heard, when women can share what they can't share at work, that means whatever you're feeling at work, if you can't share those feelings when you get home, then what happens is your testosterone levels stay high. So that's why I emphasize for women the importance of sharing their feelings. Now, for men, I emphasize the importance in this book of listening to women's feelings. Because if you don't listen to a woman's feelings, she will become more and more distant from you, and you will actually become more feminine. You'll actually become more emotional and need to talk more if she doesn't talk more. So there's a whole thing in there explaining that men need to listen more, women need to talk more. All right, interesting. That's different from, I think, what, what it was maybe 20 years ago. All right, Actually, we're going to... Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like that. Let's talk more about that right after the break. John Gray is on with us for the entire hour. Very happy to have Dr. John Gray, who rose to fame with Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and he is arguably the most well-known gender difference es- experts in the world. We're talking about his new book, uh, that he co-authored, Conscious Men. And so stay tuned, folks. We're going, it, the subtitle is Moving Into What Works, Leaving Behind What No Longer Works. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs. 
and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. And welcome back. I'm just so excited today to interview one of my favorite experts of all time, Dr. John Gray, PhD and leading relationship expert in the world. His relationship and health books have sold over 50 million copies in 50 languages in 150 countries. And most of you know him from his groundbreaking book, Men Are From Mars, and Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus which is the best-selling nonfiction book of all time. And today we're talking about his new book that he co-authored, Conscious Men. And we're talking about a practical roadmap to support every man seeking to discover and live his unique calling. Welcome back, John. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So before the break, we talked about in 25 years ago when you wrote Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, you know, in terms of women talking and women listening, it's changing today with men, isn't it? Well, here's, here's how it's changed. Actually... What, what I said in Men Are From Mars is actually still completely true because the biology doesn't change in 25 years. However, the psychology and the conditioning shifts, and this is what's going on, is as women are becoming more independent, they come home, they don't have time to talk. They're not in touch with their feelings. Their testosterone levels are higher. Now, let me explain, to, and, and as a result, they don't have much to share, and the men... Can, trying to connect with those women, they will tend to go more to their female side and want to talk and want to complain and want to argue. They get their feelings hurt. They get moody. They're needy. They, they complain a lot. And this is, this is not the man I was counseling 30 years ago. This, mm. is the, this is the man today. This is the conscious man who's more conscious of his female side. He has, these are his new challenges that men never knew how to deal with how to stay in touch with what makes you happiest at the same time deal with managing those emotions because here's the the biology of it men's testosterone needs to be at least 10 to 20 times higher than the average woman okay 10 to, that's huge twice as much as huge Statistically, there's a massive difference. And what testosterone does when it goes up, it disconnects you from your emotions. So it Mm -hmm. frees you from fear, from anger, from feeling hurt, from feeling disappointed. It allows you to move forward and achieve your goals. 
Now, what's happening is significant drop in men's testosterone levels. Now, this is all cultural. As I mentioned before, what kept men's testosterone levels high is that you had a job to do. You had to compete with every other man to get mm-hmm. the woman by making money. And before mm-hmm. that, you had to have certain skills and hunting and whatever it was in order to be, you know, stand out enough for the woman to want you. This is a pressure on men, and men's testosterone levels have dramatically dropped. If you even look statistically, the 35-year-old man, his testosterone levels are even starting to drop then from what they were when he was 34 years old. That 50 years old, the average man, his testosterone levels are half. Now, I'm 64. Mine are greater than what they were in my 30s, uh, in which it, they're not supposed to go down. If you look at indigenous tribes where I've gone, men's testosterone levels stay the same their whole life. They never drop. Yeah, they- you know, mine had dropped evidently in the 30s because I'm at my normal level. Every day, you know, and this is a man's test, every day he should be saluting, ready to go. That's the job. And the body's designed to do that. And if he so doesn't what, have so that, he's going to decline his aging. You get right. these retired men, their bellies get really big. That's a sign of low testosterone. He's got to get his belly fat off. He's got to rebuild his testosterone. He's got to kick out the estrogens in his body. That can only happen if he starts cleansing the body. You have to go for fasting. You have to go one day a week as a gradual process of clearing out those estrogens and getting his, you know, his, his power back. And, and this is what's happening to men. Well, also, also, John, if, you, if a man's in a relationship where he feels emasculated or diminished, won't that also affect his performance sexually? Well, yeah, that, uh, society has emasculated men to a great extent, not in a mean way, not mm-hmm. in an intentional way. But if you look, we have evolved over thousands of years, and, and men have always had this certain role that women were dependent on men. They were dependent. You know, I remember one time my wife said, you know, I depend on you. <laughs> and I kind of mm-hmm. like that. I've grown up now. I've got kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know, I, you know, she's got you know, at home pregnant, and she depends on me. Right. It's like you suddenly have this wake-up call. It's like there's a fire burning, and you've got to go out and save everybody. And you get huge amounts of testosterone from that. So culturally, men are no longer necessary in that way. And we're seeing its effects all over the place. Now, that's just one aspect of it is a woman can emasculate a man to a certain extent just that she doesn't depend upon him for financial support. She loves him, but she doesn't depend on him for that. He is emasculated. However, that's why I wrote this book. There's a new way to build your testosterone yeah. to recognize right. that a more important need that women have beyond financial support is a new level of emotional support. Mm-hmm. But that emotional support <clears throat> must be defined not as becoming her girlfriend, uh, which is what many women want. They want a chatty catty guy and you know, a guy who will cook and clean and do all the things that women nurturing hormones do. And, and she doesn't want to do that stuff because she's over on her testosterone side. So women have to like recognize they are out of balance. Men have to recognize they are out of balance. And, but how do you come back in the balance well, is with new skills. Yeah, and don't you think also that in today's world, if we're painting that picture of the woman who's working and the guy who's at home or not working to the same level as the woman, that in a way he can provide safety and comfort. Now, let me just give an example of of the Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, that was so amazing because it sold these millions and millions of copies, and why? 
And a lot of the experts I listened to who were the, you know, the sex experts and the sex therapists said that women feel safe in the bedroom to do this kind of bondage and all these experiment things because in real life, you know, in their work life, they can't, in a sense, let their hair down. So couldn't a man, wouldn't that be something that would empower a man to be able to provide that safety and comfort for that woman in the bedroom? Okay, let's clarify that. I'm also a sex expert. I've written several best-selling books on it. Okay, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Women, women reading Shades of Grey, not all those women are saying, I want to go into bondage in the bedroom. No, no, They're no, just, I know. I'm just saying what they It's a fantasy. It's just like every man has the fantasy of saving the world. So there's something called action movies out there where men go and kill the, the alien invaders and so forth and walk out of the theater feeling dominant. That's why we got so many of those movies is men don't feel dominant in control of them. They don't yeah. feel good enough inside. That makes them feel good enough. That surges their testosterone. Mm-hmm. Likewise, Shades of Grey was a fantasy that allows women to put themselves in a submissive role, which is the extreme estrogen state. Submissiveness, yielding, surrender, following, bowing, all of that is submissive state, which produces pure estrogen. So women who are too far on testosterone land, if they go into an S&M chamber, what happens is their estrogen levels go back up, which is what women are hungering for, but they don't know how to get to that place without some S&M fantasy. They will only lead you further out of balance. That mm-hmm. sort of stuff turns women on and becomes an addiction mm-hmm. to going further out of balance, just like for men, pornography, which is dominating fantasy women online, is going to pull him further and further out of balance, which is, I've seen it again and again and again. The more you're dependent upon the fantasy or the extreme, that's what I talked about earlier. It's high dopamine stimulation. It's like a drug. Normal stimulation no longer is fulfilling. So the interest that women have in Shades of Grey, for example, is a sign of the times that women are way disconnected with their female hormones. Now, I'm not saying women need to be submissive at all. We want equality. Right. But what happens, equality is the right balance of testosterone, which means I can do it myself, and estrogen that says I depend upon you. What's happening is women have disconnected from I depend upon you. I can do it myself. And that pushes men away. Men cannot sustain attraction to that. Mm. And that's why you wrote Conscious Men, to help men figure out, right, how to work with the woman who, again, may be more independent, may not need them, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And what then happens, I mean, there's so many things in this. You asked, the first thing is how men uh, recognize your happiness is not dependent on her happiness. You can't make a woman happy. That's her job. You can, however, make her happier at certain times of the month if she is willing to go to the place of happy inside of her. I don't mean just having sex. I mean, there's times when a man cannot do anything for a woman if she's unhappy and he shouldn't try. What he can do is create a safe space, as you talked about, for her to find it. And that's, there's a whole art to providing the right kind of support for a woman mm-hmm. to find her happiness. But for men to then recognize, go to another chapter, which is men to recognize when they're angry, they're always, always, underlying, always depending upon a woman to make them happy. You don't get angry with your wife unless 
unless you're depending upon her to make you happy. And therefore, whenever you're angry, your, your male side has weakened. You need to shift gears and do something to strengthen your testosterone. So my book is filled with ideas and opportunities for men to rebuild their testosterone without depending upon relationship with women. When you re- depend upon a relationship for a woman with your happiness, nothing wrong with that. I look forward to spending time with my wife to be happy because I'm already happy. So what will happen when I spend time with her or with my children, my estrogen levels will go up, which is great. It brings greater happiness, it greater feelings of love, mm-hmm. it enriches my life, but too much of it, it will lower my testosterone. So I have right. to have strong testosterone to enter into a relationship with All a right. woman. All right, let me ask you this important question for a lot of folks, and I'm included in this. Uh, people 50 plus and the baby boomer generation is growing and growing and growing we're one of the fastest growing populations and my question is this um there are a lot of people that are single john a lot of people on their own can you be happy on your own how do you get your needs met how is this working today where we have not only so much divorce but how do you thrive being a single person particularly when you're older yeah, well, it's a whole, it's a whole new uh, frontier. Uh, yeah. We have no role models for it. We have no pictures of it because a relationship over 50 looks different from a relationship in your 30s. Okay, it's just completely different. Our hormonal system is different. Now, I've been married for 30 years. I was with my wife in my 30s. I'm with her now in my 60s. Our marriage has changed. And so I know what it looks like as you grow as adults into a higher state of maturity. Relationships look different. Let me give an example of a friend of mine. He's a chiropractor. He's divorced. He's uh, like 58 years old. At a party I was at, he met a friend of mine. Uh, who was in 72, and she's taking good care of herself. She's attractive. She's sexually active or open to being sexually active. She still has her libido, basically. And he met her. They hit it off, and they have now have a relationship for several years. They're very, very happy. They're not married because they both have their children. They have their exes. They got their own homes. But they meet up twice a week. And they have a special evening for both of them where they talk, where they share. They call each other a lot. They don't share finances. They're just experiencing a relationship for emotional fulfillment and physical fulfillment. And they have the greatest time in the world. They're amazing. And then there's parties. They get together with all the family. And she's, and yeah, she's you know. seven. You said she's 72. Is that what you said? Might have been 74, I said. Yeah. Interesting. She's, uh, she's up there. But she, yeah. you wouldn't know it. I mean, she's an amazing lady. So yeah. what so I'm saying is that here's a man who connected with her emotionally and I'm giving this example because not all men want younger women what men want is happy fulfilled women who are in touch with their yeah. need for a man and their need for sexuality with a man and she was in touch with all those things and he was swept off his feet by her so to speak he's a very happy content very but independent guy and wants to have that connection so what I'm describing there as an example is we let go of the idea of marriage for people over 50. Not that you can't get married, but primarily you're, when you're no longer in the pre- getting pregnant age, your hormones change. You see, when you're in the getting pregnant age, you have much higher levels of estrogen and progesterone to make a baby. That means you have greater dependence 
on others for your happiness. You know, if you're going to have a baby, you need to have two things. One is you need to have a man, and two, you need to have a community that supports you. A man can produce tremendous amount of oxytocin that will help lower her testosterone, increase her estrogen, and her femininity comes back. What her social life can do is increase her progesterone, and any woman who was pregnant needed to have a community to support her in case her husband died. Those, all those hormones are very important. They're still important as women get over 50, but they're not as important in terms of depending upon a man. So she can depend on her doctor. She can depend on yeah. her chiropractor yeah. to get yeah. what's called pair bonding <laughs> experience. So I agree. what do you need a man for? You have to let go of this romantic idea that he's just going to take care of you and financially support you. If you're, you know, you're already a, a grown person, you should be capable of supporting yourself by then. So now it's you're looking emotional. for emotional support. It's the emotional that you talk about. Yeah, yes, and yes. I can really see that. That's so important. All right, I, I have to ask you this. Without, getting, without opening up Pandora's box, I'm going to ask you, not about politics, but about male and female energy. We're going to take a look for a second at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And the reason I'm asking you that is because Hillary has come under such attack. I mean, I've never seen anybody so attacked as I have her. And there's a part of me that says, I wonder, you know, is there anything having to do with her being a woman and being so masculine in a sense? And he is, is the height to me of aggressiveness and assertiveness. Please address this. I think our, inter- our uh, listeners would be fascinated, and not politically, but from that whole male-female positioning. All right, I'll start okay with, a, with a famous psychologist who preceded me in understanding gender. Uh, it's kind of hard to understand. That would be our difference, but it was Carl Jung. He talked mm-hmm. about the anima and the animus, the male and the female inside of each of us. And what happens is when a woman feels threatened, okay, when a woman feels uh, supported, this love comes out of her. When she feels supported, love, acceptance, appreciation, receptivity comes out of her. And all men walking around on planet Earth are dependent upon her love to feel fulfilled at a higher level. All men know that their life will become boring if they don't win over a woman, and her love is what transforms his life. So men, you know, before I'm talking about you have to first learn how to be happy within yourself, but then you'll hit a dry spot, and now you're dependent upon doing more than just making yourself happy to be happy and fulfilled. Okay, so here is every man is dependent upon a woman's love in order to feel good about himself. So women have to be on their female side. Now, a woman is dependent upon a man being on his male side uh, in order to feel safe throughout history. Men, testosterone, they would fight, they would protect, they would, you know, he, he would provide for the woman. So a woman, at the deepest level, I'm talking about the deepest level of who we are, men depend upon a woman's love and approval, her estrogen. Women depend upon a man's testosterone, which is he will help her to survive. Okay, now those are the two things, testosterone and estrogen. What Jung pointed out, he wasn't using the hormones, he just had theories. I have the real facts here. Mm-hmm. What Jung pointed out is that when women feel threatened, they have a surge of testosterone and their estrogen goes down. And that affects all men. It doesn't affect women because women like testosterone. Remember, women are dependent upon a man's testosterone. So when a woman, her testosterone rises, all women go, go girl, that's great. But at a deep level inside of men, when a woman's testosterone is too high, 
men are not going to get what they need, and men are turned off completely. I mean, just shut down completely when a woman goes too far to her male side. Is that like, what's happening? Let me finish. Let me finish. Likewise, when a man goes too far to his female side, when a man goes too far to his female side, all women are turned off. They want a man to be on his male side. Now, what's not understood by everybody is that Donald Trump is the perfect example of a high testosterone guy whose testosterone turns into estrogen. He's actually a high estrogen guy. Most people don't know that, that Hmm. aggression in men is high estrogen. And so women are turned off when a man is estrogen, angry, dominating from a place of anger instead Mm. of being in control from a place of cool, calm, collected. So that's what's going on. Women are turned off by him unless they're submissive, low self-esteem women who are dependent upon men who are angry men. They've already been pushed down. So what you get is women who have a sense of themselves and they're seeking equality, they're turned off by Donald Trump, whereas men, they're turned off by uh, Hillary because mm-hmm. Hillary's too far on her male side. That He doesn't sense this love that comes from her. Women all go, great, go, go for it, you know, so forth. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, that's part of the unfavorable ratings of all of them is they're both too far to one side or the other. And a woman too far on her male side is a turn-off to men. A man which is too far on his female side is a turn-off to women. And it's paradoxical because our society still believes that a guy like Donald Trump is masculine. Actually, uh, he's way on his female side. And this is a big part of this book, is that anger is this phenomena in men when they feel insecure. Only when a man feels insecure and powerless does he get angry and assert dominance over others. This is biological. Logical. You can measure the hormones of estrogen surging when a man is angry. And you're saying, but then, then that, would, that would say that Donald Trump was insecure. Of course yes. he's insecure. He's the most sensitive guy. He's getting, you know, you say anything about him, he sues you, you know. He's That's like, true. His feelings are out there. He gets his feelings hurt all the time. He's attacking back. He's a high school bully. Come on. Yeah. This is what high school bullies do. They're completely insecure. Yeah. This is and, a and basic psychological yeah, phenomenon. It's, it's interesting because now Hillary's not doing that. She's just trying to ignore it, right? She's not going to fight back in the same way. Interesting. Well, I hope that she learns her lesson and not to do that. She's got to fight back in another way, which is not to lower herself to the gutter, which is where he goes. You know, he's calling mm-hmm. names. I mean, this is childish stuff, you know, yes. cheater. Yes. You know, she can start naming him or whatever. That means she's going to go to her lowest uh, male side, which is to try to pull out her sword and fight him with a sword. She mm-hmm. What she needs is, is more defenders who are men. Uh, it, it, which know. is what she got in the vice in this new vice presidential candidate. Yeah, and I, I like him very much. At first, I thought he was kind of weak, and then I saw him, and you know, he he's Good a balance supporter. of masculine and feminine. A lot of people turned off to him because he doesn't have this strong masculine side, but it it, it will come forth as they see yeah. him coming forward. All right, John. I mean, you know, we could. You're just <laughs> there's just so much. So let's summarize. We've got about five minutes left. What summarize what you want women of today's world and men of today's world to know about this book, Conscious Men, and in general, to have happier relationships in a very changing world. (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, Donald Trump and Hillary are perfect examples of it, which is women today, when they become overly independent, become a turnoff. And what they have to do is find the balance. And the balance is coming back and connecting with their feminine side. 
and men have to stop being angry and pouty and overly sensitive by, and they do this by coming back to their masculine side. Uh, men get turned off too quickly. So understanding how to find that balance within ourselves is a whole new skill. Never in history has this been known. All of our customs, all of the things like don't ever go to bed angry, <laughs> you know, the stupidest advice ever. If I'm angry, you know, I gotta, I'm not going to just talk to my wife about it. I need to do something to get rid of my anger before I talk to my wife. Never talk to a woman when you're angry at her. Uh, it would just shut her down. So these are like new skills for men to understand. If a man doesn't know how to deal with his own emotional pain, he wants to hurt others. You know, this is, again, this is like a Donald Trump. You know, if you, if you push at him, he says, push back. He lives in a world where people are dangerous. Everybody's dangerous. You've got to get them. You've got to get them first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is one, that's the world he grew up in. So he thinks of it that way. And, and that's partially true. That's partially right. true. But Look, the solution, me- when you feel hurt, is not to hurt out. So practically speaking, the tools in this book help couples start with the most powerful technique of women learning how to share their vulnerable feelings, men learning how to listen, and we connect through that. Communication is the key. We've got two minutes, and this is a great question that I really want to know the answer to. Bill and Hillary, a lot of people have criticized her for staying with him. Explain how that dynamic works, John, from the estrogen and testosterone point of view and why they're still together and helping each other. Got two minutes. Well, I don't know them personally, but I think it's pretty clear to everybody that Bill and Hillary have a political marriage of convenience. Uh, Bill Clinton is notorious for being a stud out there still. It didn't just stop with with back in the 90s. That's -hmm. what he does. They're both committed to their politics, to their careers, and their partners in that, and they support each other for that. So I don't judge people based upon, you know, to say, oh, she's bad for staying with her husband. She's getting just what she needs from her Mm -hmm. husband, Mm -hmm. which is the support in her career. That's her choice. Not everybody is here to be together all the time. And I think they make great parents as well. Their daughter seems to be quite happy and fulfilled. They both Mm -hmm. love their daughter. They stay together. I wish more people would stay together and be parents to their children and get along in a happy place. Mm -hmm. Just because you're having sex with other people isn't the end of the world, although for me, it's a choice to be monogamous because I experience the highest level of fulfillment and balance within myself through that. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. It would devastate her if I was to have affairs with other women. It would break up my family. It would be very hard on everybody, as it was for the Clintons. And they made peace with it. And our marriage, we maintain monogamy and are able to grow closer. You certainly don't mm-hmm. see the two of them growing closer in an intimate yeah. way, yeah. but in a business yeah. way, they're doing well. All right, John, how can people get your book and learn more about all your courses and seminars? Your daughter's also doing work with you. We've got one minute. Go ahead. Well, for women, the best person I would recommend is my daughter, Lauren. Uh, She has amazing, uh, you know, she's in her 30s now, great information for women on how to find that balance. How to get more in your relationship is her theme by balancing you time, which is work, with we time, which is togetherness, and me time in order to rebuild her hormones. And this is something most women are completely oblivious of, of how to make peace with all three areas. So Lauren teaches that. I learned from her on that. And she has a big clientele and lots of videos online that are free at MarsVenus.com. Also, the book, Staying, uh, Conscious Men, is available in bookstores, online. They can get it. It's a wonderful read. It has stories from other men, lots of examples of successful, confident men and what they went through to get to that place. 
All right. John, it's been wonderful. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to have you a on. A pleasure, a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Right here on voiceamerica.com, I guess for the whole hour, has been Dr. John Gray. Go to marsvenus.com. And until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.